What in the hell are the people who plan traffic lights thinking on any given day? Like, do they just smoke peyote and ask themselves how weird it could possibly get? Like, why the hell do you need turning lights at 9 o'clock at night or 4 in the morning or anywhere in between? There isn't enough traffic to justify it. Just go to regular-ass lights at night, and then when the traffic actually is sufficient to, to necessitate such a thing, that's when you go back to the turning lights. You don't need a turning light at 12.37 a.m. You don't. And if you think you do, it's because you're crazy. So just drop it and let us just get on with our lives and get to where we need to go without sitting at an empty intersection for five fucking minutes waiting for a light nobody's at. I personally think the government should put together a special council to look into it, too. That's what I think. Hey, They could probably figure out what to do with that. No? I would love it if there was just like a, a stupid button. Like if you could go to any government website and just there's a big red button. You're like, like the Staples thing, but just stupid. Like, oh, that was stupid. And might even say that when you click on it. And then you can just write in what exactly it is that's incredibly stupid that the government does. And it's little things like this. We're like, well, obviously that makes sense. That makes sense. Why don't we just do that? It can't be that hard. You just got to send one guy over to that box and at the intersection and have him plink in a couple of things. Boom. Done. You don't ever have to worry about it ever again. You don't ever have to piss off people endlessly. You can just set it and forget it. Welcome to Mashup 62. As you saw, uh, it's brought to you by Zeeb's Performance Restoration. One of his, 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 he sponsored one week out of 52. And he said, can I please get a twos, uh, twos rant? I'm like, well, I'd love to piss off a paying customer, but I guess, yes, you can. You can have a twos rant, eh? <laughs> That's a first. That's a first that we've had. That I tell you what. First of somebody, many, I If imagine. people want twos to rant, you just pay the weekly fee, and I guess you'll rant all year. How's that? I, I mean, I'm not going to fight that. We'll just set the price a little higher. <laughs> so the <laughs> ranters, you know, have a little bargaining chip here. Like, who, who's going to pay more? The people who don't want to hear twos or the people that do want to hear twos? Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, now people on other weeks are going to be like, well, you know what? I guess I now have the option. So do I want to rant correct. or do I not want to rant? That, that's right. Anyways, uh, Mashup 62 brought to you by Zeeb's Performance Restoration. It's a full service uh, vehicle restoration shop with over 80 years combined automotive automotive knowledge in Chestermere, Alberta. That's on the outskirts of Calgary. They got a passion to build your prized vintage or performance vehicle ranging from small mechanical services to full engine transmission overhauls and upgrades. If you want your grandma's 50, <laughs> grandma's, your grandpa's uh, 57 Chevy truck to be powered with the same reliable and efficient powertrain as your 2014 Chevy, they do that uh, full powertrain swap as well. They got a list of other things. They do chassis, brakes, upgrades to having your classic car ride. They tend to uh, all elements of the body from rust repair, fiberglass for the Corvette fans, any old hidden collision damage to final paint and polish to bring your vehicle to shine. You're proud to drive anywhere. And I thought this was cool. They also are the proud presenter of the Battle of the Techs uh, engine assembly race at the Calgary World of Wheels where they have eight teams compete head-to-head -head in two-person teams run against the clock and each other um, assembling 192 parts 
from the bench onto a small block Chevy engine on a stand and get at the engine to run for five seconds. The fastest winning time is seven minutes and 20 freaking seconds. That is impressive. For all, uh, for all uh, information on Zeebs, uh, go to zeebs.ca. Sean, if you could pick any car in the world, what would you have? Um, it doesn't have to be your day car. It doesn't have to be, you know, the day-to-day commuter because you have such a long commute. Just just any car you want. What would you pick? Uh, gone in 60 seconds. Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah, the, the, the Shelby. Stang. The yeah, Shelby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that car okay. is just like, I like the look of that thing. You? 72 Stingray, man. 72 Stingray. Yeah. Mm. And, see, uh, and and see, my father is a, a Judge fan. He likes the Judge. 1969? Maybe Zane can correct me on this. I think it's the 69 Judge. Anyways, I've seen one in person now, and I'm like, oh, that's the car. Huh. I wonder why that Has he ever fired a Judge? Like the <laughs> the pistol? No, I can't say he has. I was thinking uh, something it's, else. It's a revolver that shoots 410. Well, and Colt 45 as well, because it's the same bore size, right? Okay, fair enough. No, I yeah. don't. I, I don't think so. Okay, well, anyway, how cool is this, right? Like, you know, we keep talking about how we have all these great sponsors and things like that. You've got people who just appreciate classics. I think it's wonderful. And I tell you what, this is something cool about Zane. He, uh, I went back on my um, my signal uh, chat because, of course, people can get a hold of me pretty much anytime they want. And our text conversation goes back to when I first got back from my from Ottawa. So mm-hmm. uh, April 2022, and I'm sure he was listening before that because as soon as I have my first episode back, he's texting and we haven't stopped since then. So it's pretty cool nice. yeah, uh, for somebody to hop along and, and uh, support the show. That's appreciated. A hundred percent. Now, um, let's see here. We already, we already got somebody. Oh yeah. See, Gail knows yes to the Shelby. Hey. Okay. All right. Light up the chat with whatever else you think would be <laughs> yeah, I, I, a good actually, vehicle. Cause I mean, I want to hear more about the Stingray. Fair enough. Well, nobody wants to hear more about this. Well, who knows? Maybe they do. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? As we uh, we we see if anybody else wants to chime in with what they would uh, uh, get. Here we go. Okay, Mr. Bean speaks out. The environment uh, environmental benefit of electric cars may never be felt, with their production creating up to seventy percent more emissions than their petrol equivalent. Electric cars need to be used for tens of thousands of miles before they offset the higher releases. With VW's e-Golf becoming more environmentally friendly only after 77,000 miles, according to the manufacturer's own figures, but there are fears that much uh, many such a vehicle will never hit their mileage target as owners upgrades to newer models, leaving swaths of used electric cars sitting unwanted on garage uh, forecourts. The vast majority of car purchases in the UK are made using credit plans, which offers customers the chance to swap their car for a new vehicle after a three-year term, which is unlikely to be enough to offset the emissions. Volvo revealed in 2021 the emission from the production of electric cars can be up to 70% higher than petrol models and said it would require more than 30,000 or 68,000 miles or up to 68,000 miles for an EV to become greener overall, which typically takes four to nine years. Now, 77,000 miles is about 125,000 K. 
and then bring in the New York Post article that says Ford Motor Company reportedly has plans to fire at least 1,000 salary and contract workers. The auto giant looks to offset the cost of investing in the electric vehicle market. The move comes after Ford touted its ambitious, comprehensive plan to make the transition to an electric lifestyle on its website, noting that it has plans to invest more than $50 billion in electric vehicles globally through 2026. But not in wages. See, this is this is probably why, in a rare bit of foresight from the Liberal government, when um, they're announcing all these grants for all these green jobs and everything like that, and they're making employment requirements a part of receiving the grant, because they're probably just barely smart enough to realize that that it gets really hard to keep all of it on the balance sheet at the same time. And so they're going to say, okay, well, you know, we'll give you all this money so you can start this stuff. But while you're losing money, you still have to keep paying your guys. So do you still want to do it? That's, that's probably what they're doing. But uh, this, so the daily mail article though, this is, I think this is the best part is that it actually talks about how Rowan Atkinson from Mr. Bean actually spoke up about this and how he feels a little duped by electric cars and he urged people to keep hold of their petrol cars for longer, which is what British people call gas cars. Just think about it for a second. The EV cars are so disappointingly not what people are led to believe that Mr. Bean had something to say about it. He said like eight words in the entire Mr. Bean like the whole thing, movies included. And then he gets to speak up about this. This is like a monk breaking his vow of silence to say EVs <laughs> fucking suck. Uh, pretty crazy the times we're living in, sir. Like, I mean, we've been talking on and off about this. The podcast has had different people on, and it is mm-hmm. just full steam ahead into stupidity. Um, we just keep going on this idea that... Uh, you know, these batteries and the, the low emissions and saving the planet and whatever. And then you point out what are the batteries made out of, what is the car made out of, et cetera, et cetera. And you realize, like, we're just, you know, it's just like sleight of hand and changing terminology oh, and everything absolutely else. it is. And, you know, Chris was bang on when she's talking about how the governments are trying to guide the herd in another direction. But the problem is, is that there is no other direction to go to. This is that direction, and it it's no better. If you really care about the environment, the most environmentally uh, sound vehicular purchase you can make is a used vehicle. Uh, we haven't got an. We we got Ken McCammon said just tuning in for the rants. Happy Canada Day, guys! Of course, Everybody's Happy Canada Day, Ken. Where where were all these people when we were having this argument earlier on about who wants a rant? And everybody came through. No rant, no rant. Play the song, play the song. Now it's all about. It's all about the rants. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. Zane uh, is maybe the rants just Zane, got better. Zane's uh, tuning in. He said, "Mr. Bean was once hey. uh, was one. Mr. Bean was one the first to have a McLaren F1 road car as well as one of the first to crash his one million F1." So there you go. Uh, Zane is the guy that's uh, the main sponsor of this week. So I'm curious. He didn't say great rant twos. Maybe he was like mm, subpar. Maybe he wants his money back. Maybe he was wanting the other rant that I didn't say because I was like, "Oh, if it's a sponsored one, this one may, might be a little bit too edgy." <laughs> Yeah, because people are worried about twos being too edgy. Like, oh boy. Here we go. France finally does something worth talking about. Man, if you haven't seen all the crap going down in France, 
Uh, this could have been the Twitter files this week. Uh, the amount of stuff. I'm Because the only place you're seeing it is Twitter. Is Twitter. That's right. Uh, the French government decided to shut down internet service in certain areas amid riots turned violent to prevent spread of false information. Police officials quoting France Interior Ministry said the ban on social media is to secure the life and property of the citizens. I'd like to point out in the middle of COVID, Australia did the same thing. Just a, just a side note on... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shutting down the ability to communicate among citizens. Um, Mac- there's a there's been a couple other um, there's been a couple other places that have done it. There was uh, Egypt did it a few years ago. Um, a couple other places in Africa, right? Yeah, but yeah, this yep. is what's going on in France right now. These are the mostly peaceful protests of 2023, right? And then the uh, security reinforce suite of Emutes um, did a communique to press. And my French is a little bit sloppy, but they said um, <laughs> poutine, riboflavin, and uh, ha ha ha, surrender, fleur de lis, <laughs> and then something about equalization. <laughs> well, here, and the, look, this is somebody stole, uh, this, a man steals a bus and rides through the city, city during French riots. Okay, so that's, that's one of the videos. That, that was probably through. Keanu Reeves. And Sandra Bullock right there. <laughs> and then this is Jim Ferguson. He said, France is in trouble. The scale of those, these riots is moving into uncharted territory. If there was a mass uprising, even their military would struggle to contain it. Has a new revolution begun in France? Will the WEF Macron keep his cool or will he lose his head? Nearly 500 public buildings Ooh. burnt down. 667 people arrested. 249 police officers and, and gendarmes uh, injured. 40,000 police and gendarmes deployed, including the RAID, the BRI, and the GIGN, a level of of violence higher than the riots of 2005, according to the Interior. And then here here is, uh, oh, no, I did it. This is Justin Trudeau commenting on France. Yeah. President Macron and I spoke today. We discussed the current wildfire situation in Canada. And thanks. Macron should worry about the fires in his own country right now, I think, hey? (laughs) Oh, hey, man. maybe just a little bit. Just just a little bit. Oh, man. Anyways, we we com- we have reaffirmed our commitment to working together to tackle climate change and address its impacts. And then here's yeah. here's a well, video I mean, montage honestly, like while, these while fires, we're going. Uh, this these is fires would have been so much less horrendous if it wasn't for climate change. Climate change is making the burning of France so much worse. Yeah, this is like the videos coming out of like... And then, of course, because it's France, there's a horse riding through. <laughs> oh, man, I feel for the people just listening this morning because there's a two-minute video of France and, like, fireworks going off, fires everywhere. Yeah, but it's not fire- like celebration fireworks. No. Here's the fireworks pointing at buildings kind of fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, it can go on and on. You get the point. Oh, my God, um, it looks like Montreal the last time they lost the finals. And Zane says, lost my phone in the car at the start. Couldn't type fast enough then. There you go. So Okay, well, there you go. So he was listening. I don't know. We still don't know if he liked it or not, but that's fine. (laughs) We'll figure it out, I'm sure. Oh, man. Okay. Canadian Canadian press needs a shoe up the ass. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no kidding. The federal transport minister has been loyal to the Adidas. Oh, man. As I read this article, I, I just... Anyways... The federal transport minister has been loyal to... I got to 
will myself to get through this twos. The federal transport mm. minister has been loyal to the Adidas brand ever since he was a kid playing soccer in Saudi Arabia. Adidas was the shoe of choice for kids in the late 70s and early 80s. Algebra said the ones known as the originals, black with three kick stripes down the side, blah, frickety blah. The nostalgia is what drives his current speaker collection, uh, which often turns heads as he strolls through the corridors on Parliament Hill or attends a G7 meeting where his counterparts comment on his kicks. This is the is that what turns head when he walks by, or is it the fact that people assume it's bring your kid to work day when this four foot six fucking idiot strolls through and fucks everything up in the airports? You know when when I had Chris Sims on today, yeah, and she's talking about all the stuff, you know, the second carbon tax, all this stuff. You'd think who that the transportation of, minister would have more important things to talk about than his than, fucking kicks. Then I'm not even his, mad at him. His foot I'm, transportation. I'm I'm mad at the freaking journalist who wrote this thing. Well, that's why, that's hence the headline, man. I'm right up, I'm right there with you. Like, just, just ridiculous. Here's, <laughs> Zane finally said two thumbs up for today's rant. There you go, okay. Oh, well, that's perfect, that's perfect. Did you see that, Sean? People like the rants. I guess so. Don't get high on your own supply. Ah, uh, okay. You may, I I remember reading this story when it first happened. The yeah, we store. covered it back in the yeah. day. And I remember thinking in my head, I really want to know why a guy whose brother who's a, passed away from fentanyl overdose um, was interested in opening this. I actually was like curious. Because he gets almost, it for wholesale prices, apparently. <laughs> apparently. The man who opened the first store in Canada, openly selling tested heroin, cocaine, meth, and MDMA, has died of an overdose. Jerry Martin died in Vancouver on Friday, a few days after he was hospitalized due to the suspected fentanyl overdose, according to his partner, Krista Thomas. He was 51 years old. Although Martin survived the overdose initially, he remained unresponsive in hospital, and his family eventually decided to take him off life support. He pre previously told Vice News he had been addicted to cocaine and had been homeless for much of his youth. In May, Martin opened up the drug store, the first brick-and-mortar shop in Canada and the U.S. openly selling drugs that had been tested to ensure they did not contain fentanyl or other harmful substances. Uh, he was arrested within 24 hours opening the store in Vancouver's downtown east side, the epicenter of Canada's overdose crisis, and he quoted, I'm giving them addictive drugs, but I'm giving them safer addictive drugs than you can get on the street where they might be laced with fentanyl or some other drug, Martin had told Vice News during the opening. And this is the guy who died of a fentanyl overdose. <sighs> I I just You can't make this up. You can't make this like, up. I kind of just want to laugh my ass off right now, Sean. I mean, we've been saying this is a bad idea forever. The one guy who says, you know what? I'm gonna open up a store and I'm gonna sell crack. And then boom, he dies of a fentanyl overdose after touting himself as being the person that you can get clean drugs from. So was he lying the whole time? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Like this, this whole thing opens more questions than answers, but the one key answer, the one big takeaway here, I mean, drug overdoses is the leading cause of death in BC right now. Like Correct. it's, it's higher than cancer. It's higher than strokes. It's higher than mostly peaceful protests. It's probably, it, well, it is higher than COVID deaths. It's probably even higher than vaccine deaths. It's bad. I, I just, it's, I, I tell you it's what, high my... and it's high and it's high. And, you know, I just, yeah. Like, if you're going to do something that's going to, if you're going to conduct a really shitty experiment that's going to kill off a whole bunch of the fucking population, at least do it in fucking Quebec. 
I feel like this is time. Hope they don't shit on you, though. Shit on who? Shit hogs. Big, dirty shit hogs. You know, when you don't have the NDP, you just play it in, in place of like, I can't believe this has actually gone full circle. Oh, no, circle. no, no. We, 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 got, we got the NDP coming up soon. I know, but and I this don't is, know. And this is an NDP policy. It's true. I don't know if it gets, you know. Anyways, this is a sad day for Canada. You know, the Buffalo Wild Wings migrates south. Buffalo Wild Wings has uh, closed its remaining Canadian restaurants in a statement. The U.S.-based chicken wing chain thanked its customers for supporting the businesses throughout the years. Buffalo Wild Wings routinely evaluates locations to serve our guests best, and we have made the difficult decision to close our sports bar in Canada, a spokesperson for the chain wrote in a statement Wednesday. See you later. Buffalo Wild Wings. I hope I get to uh, snack on you when I go down south. So, yeah, believe it or not, Canada seems to be a fairly unfriendly environment for businesses. You think? Right? Well, I mean, their their sales of Bud Light probably dropped off a cliff for one thing. <laughs> but I imagine that's the same everywhere. Actually, uh, I just heard today after I'd put the mashup together, because, of course, that the the bottling depot, one of the main bottling depots that supplies Anheuser Busch, is laying off six hundred and forty five. They are not thirty seven people. The so this is now running downhill. The bottling depot that's uh, like the the, the people look. that make the bottles. Yeah. Now I shouldn't laugh about that because they demand. had they had they had no they had no choice in this. You know they're just this is the ripple blue. effect. This but is this the is ripples. the ripple effect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, chicken wings leaving, Bud Light laying Anheuser Busch. That's that's great. That that's fantastic. That's music to my ears, too. You took you took Buffalo Wild Wings heading south, which I'm kind of sad about. But I mean, yeah, we didn't have one here anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, there was and, one in Calgary. I think I'd never been there though. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe they've gone down further than I thought because I remember going there well back in the day probably in my 20s and thinking this is the greatest place ever but I don't you know it's fair there's one beside where Mel, Mel's parents live in Minneapolis that we occasionally uh go mm -hmm. to but Mel's not a big chicken wing person I need you know you need a group of guys or a group of wing persons to go try out the like 18 different hot sauces oh nice right well hey I mean it's one more reason to leave Canada is if we need one Tell them to come to come to Alberta. We'll make, we'll bring all the chicken wings here. Come here. No. Twitter calls out lying liberal. Canadian Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez says he was surprised by Google's announcement that it will cease hosting links to Canadian news outlets. Earlier in the day, Google declared that it will be removing Canadian news from its platforms, ending existing deals with local publishers due to the Liberal government's Online News Act. Online News Act? What's that, you say? Well, it's formerly known as Bill C-18. The Online News Act forces digital giants like Google and Facebook parent Meta to pay media outlets for content that is shared, previewed, or otherwise repurposed on their platforms. Meta has also confirmed that it is pulling Canadian news from Facebook and Instagram and ending deals with local publishers such as one that supported hiring emerging journalists. And then, I mean, uh, I don't know. How much more do you want me to read on this? this okay, well, you could... Um, just the fact that um, Pablo Rodriguez had tweeted that he thought it was bullshit. Correct. And then, um, oh, and that it was going to put people's lives in danger. Right. Um, you know, with the wildfires and things like that. And so then 
Google said, well, no, it's not going to affect emergency, you know, announcements or anything like that when your phone goes ape shit for some I random. Could, I could, I could, I could pull that up. Yep, yep. So it says Google's yep. plan to block news links could put lives in danger as wildfires rage. Minister warns. This was Globe Politics, and then readers added context uh, and thought people might want to know. Google has clearly stated the changes in response to Bill C eighteen would will not affect emergencies alert, emergency alerts, or provincial government emergency feeds. Importantly, this change will not impact SOS alerts, which surface relevant and credible safety information uh, during crisis situations. So once again, readers adding context for the win. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, think about it like this whole online news act. Let's say you're a billboard company and you just put up a billboard. And then you get the government to pass a law saying that companies need to pay you to advertise on the billboard. That's basically what happens here. Like, that's what this is. Google is Google and Meta are basically online billboards for Canadian news and for other news across the world. Right. And so you've got this symbiotic relationship. Did One, you ever think uh, you'd be defending everybody. Meta and Google? Against the liberals? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Absolutely, right? Even, you I know, mean, it's like I'm, I'm defending just... them, and I'm like, fuck, nobody could find our shit anyways, too, even if we wanted to, because, I mean, like, for a while there, I feel like anything we ever said on all these big giants was suppressed anyways, so it was just like, I oh, was, whatever. I was trending... The My 222 Cents podcast was trending in Malaysian government. I think it was Malaysia. So there's so many VPNs going right now. Can you imagine that making... My 222 Cents is trending in fucking Malaysia, dude? Can you imagine making a spoof video of a bunch of Malaysians going, I don't know how to do an accent, but 222 Well, no, they're not. It's not the people no, in I Malaysia are watching it. I understand it. that, but that's the whole spoof video. Come on. That'd be fantastic. We should talk to a bunch of Malaysians and get that working on right now. And they'd be like, like, oh, we've never heard of it. We've never heard of it. We've never heard right. of it. Like a and yet I'm trending on their political... Uh, yeah. How unreal would that be? I feel, Anyways, yeah, come on. Have a little bit of fun with me here. Twos today. <sighs> I'm working on it. He's working you just, on it. Yeah. American-style politics on the rise in Canada. I'm just going to bring up the... Uh, oh, bring up the here? tweet. Bring it, bring it, I'm going to bring up the tweet. Here, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Um, Jagmeet Singh, here he goes. He wants to cancel uh, student debt. In the U.S., conservatives are using every... This is Jagmeet Singh, folks, on Twitter. In the U.S., conservatives are using every tool to stop progress for young people. In Canada, in Canada you can stop that from happening. Cancel student debt. Sign our petition. And there you go. That's, that's what right. he's trying to do. He's taking a line I need, from... Yeah, he's, he's, this is he took, classic... The liberals do it whenever whenever Roe v. Wade comes up. They're like, oh, well, the conservatives want want you to not murder your babies, right? And and so it's always them importing American-style politics. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, well, we also want to cancel student debt. Not because you believe in it, but because you think it's going to get you a couple clicks and maybe a couple votes. Make what, I don't even understand the argument behind this. Explain it to me. What is the argument behind canceling student debt? I don't know. We just paid off our Mel student debt on Friday. I'm quite excited about it. I guess a few. Oh, congratulations! That was a big accomplishment. It took some time. I'm pretty happy about it. We celebrated with a bottle of champagne on the deck. It was a lovely I evening. Was, I was choked. I spent a lot of money going to school, and I paid cash for it. And then two years later, 
Christopher Freeland was like, oh, we're not going to charge interest on these loans anymore. I'm like, I, I would have totally done that. Right. Uh, but here's the, like the best argument or the most the probable argument, I guess you could say, because here's the thing is when when they've got a shitty stance, they don't ever want to defend it. But my understanding is that they're saying that these kids were too young when they signed up for this and they didn't understand what they were signing up for and they should be protected from the ramifications. I, of it. I tell you what, all we should do is just now. What do you think billboard Chris might responsibility oh, onto, onto the government some more. Just give the government all the power. They can yeah. just handle, no. they can just forgive all that. Be great. Okay. But think about you'll it this own way, nothing right? and you'll be happy. You'll eat crickets. It'll yep. be fantastic. I mean, if all the crickets get eaten, Who's going to respond to my joke, Sean? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If if 18-year-olds are too young to understand the ramifications of what they're doing, what do you uh, think Billboard Chris would have to say about that particular stance? Oh, man. I don't know. Billboard Chris, there's a, there's a freaking champion, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Carmen uh, Poolwelder said, oh, just one more thing for the middle class to pay for. Uh, and those working hard to join it. To steal oh, life from the liberals. Man. Oh, man. Okay. Is it possible? Oh, no, wait a sec. Uh, did I skip one? Did nope, I possibly nope, skip I one? got this one. Okay, okay so. Never mind. American South politics. Is it possible that, that, that this could get any stupider? This one right here, the CRA. No, so this is this is exactly what you would expect. So that's why the CRA doesn't want to investigate. People will understand. We have been talking about this now too, is for months upon months about how the CRA didn't want to investigate where the money went from CERB, right? Okay. Yeah. So so here we go. Okay. The Canadian Revenue Agency Commissioner Bob Hamilton says it is not worth the effort to conduct a full review of more than fifteen no. billion. In pandemic wage benefits, the auditor general. This is this is an article that we covered months ago. Yes. This is an article from January. Okay. Correct. Yes. Can I go on? Yeah. Sorry, I just I just wanted to frame it a little bit. <laughs> would you would you would you would you like to uh, would you like to read the article too? I can't right now. It's stuck behind a paywall. <laughs> uh, Miss. <laughs> Mr. I've read too many Globe Mail articles for this week. So you go ahead. You can have this one, Sean. You go ahead. Mr. Mr. Hamilton Hamilton made these comments on Thursday to MPs on the House of Commons publicly accounts uh, public accounts committee, which is looking Auditor General Karen Hogan's December audit report. The report said the Auditor General had found 4.6 billion in overpayments to ineligible recipients. It said an additional 27.4 billion might have been paid out to ineligible people in businesses and should be investigated further. The larger amount includes $15.5 billion for employers that received the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, which was the focus of Thursday's hearing. And then there was another article that brought on the Canada Revenue Agency has fired 20 of its employees and it's investigating roughly another 580 uh, others for claiming the Canada Emergency, well, for claiming CERB while working for the tax authority. And the Auditor General, uh, Karen Hogue, also warned in a report in December that, oh, and that carries on the same. And both Hogan also found the CRA and the ESDC were not prepared for the daunting task of recouping all that money, lambasting, lambasting the lack of rigor in the recovery plans and efforts that meant they would likely fail to recover significant amounts in overpayments. Yeah, yeah that's because it all went to them. 
Okay. 600 <laughs> people collecting two grand a month for two years is just a little bit shy of $30 million. Okay. So here's the thing is we've been saying for months, we're like, why the hell? There's there's 27 billion unaccounted for dollars here that they thought were fraudulently claimed. All right. But it's not worth the effort. We're not going to look into it. It's just it's just too much. You you stupid people wouldn't understand. But we're CRA. We we got this covered. We'll we'll find other stuff. And then they go after Shopify. Everybody who sold some random little fucking thing on Etsy is going to get fucking audited. <laughs> but but they're not going to go after this giant whale. That's the twenty seven billion dollars. Well, here's why: because it just came out two three fucking days ago that. There's 600 people in Revenue Canada, which is about 1% of them, because 60,000 people work at Revenue Canada. Is that not insane, by the way? It is. Okay. And 600 of them are being investigated for gaming the fucking system. And here's the thing, Sean. Do you think this is the first time they've done something like that? Do you think it's the smallest, the biggest thing they've done? Do you think that the people who work at Revenue Canada who are being investigated for this thing don't have a few other fucking skeletons in their closet? Because I bet you they, they fucking have do. And I bet it's you they're just... way bigger than this. You know what it needs? It needs Elon Musk to walk in and just uh, cut all the loose. Honestly, way. Elon Musk and six guys from the oil field could run that entire fucking organization. I'm sure of it. It's not worth the effort. Like, think about that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just, I, I mean, mean, it's we, so embarrassing. It's laughable is what it is. Yeah. And then six months later, the truth comes out that they're the ones they'd have to investigate. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> it seems like uh, that's us and that's us and that's us. Let's just say it's not worth the effort and we'll just carry on with life. What does that sound like? And then we'll get them to write a story about Adidas on algebra and yeah. and, and and we'll call it a day yeah that can we get like that plan, shoe story that you like guys you, i mean the media you guys here ain't gonna talk about it anyways yeah oh yeah uh sometimes you just gotta laugh folks because i mean what else can we do at this point when you got such stupidity going on <sighs> politically correct insult or absolute fire um i'm just gonna bring up the uh the tweet first uh for this one it, it says uh to what and it says two high calorie humans wanted for allegedly setting fire to an apartment in Toronto. <laughs> uh, that's, a two, that's a two headline, I swear. I could never have come up with something as good <laughs> as these politically crept leftist idiots came up with accidentally. <laughs> like, huh. uh, I mean, uh, like, okay, well, how can we describe them? Well, well, what are their defining features? Well, they're fucking huge. Okay, well, um, what's a nice way to say that? Um, well, I don't know. We could say that they're they're big bone. No, that's been used too much. Oh, we we could say that they're hefty. Um, that they're gargantuan. No, no, no. We we need something nicer. What about just high calorie? Oh, oh, that's really nice. That's really pleasant. Can you like? It's I, just I assume... such the. It's such a big cell phone, Sean. Go ahead. I assume you noticed that one of them's holding the gas can and the other one's holding the spout. Which is just... Uh, they went in to burn down a building or set a fire and they got one holding this, you know? It's just like, these must be... Well, I mean, must this is government obvious. employees. They I was just going to say, it's got to be a union, you know? <laughs> like, 
you need one person to carry the gas can and the other one to carry the nozzle. Well, what if you just poured it directly out of the gas can and didn't use the nozzle? Who? What? Are you some scab that hates unions? I saw the post. I'm like, this is a twos headline. I mean, somebody beat him to it. Anyways, whew. I could have never done that well in a million hot, years. Hot sauce prices. You know, this one gets close to home. Hot sauce prices heating up, okay? Uh, Hoi Fong Foods Incorporated, a California-based hot sauce company that supplies bottles of, you got it, Sriracha. That's that rooster sauce you love so much that all of us love so much. To restaurants, Man, slurping that rooster. <laughs> To restaurants, grocery store. We should come home with a hot sauce. That's a brilliant idea. Anyways, I know a guy. There has to be a guy that we know that. Well, we no, there told- there is the 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 Tuesday we never got hot sauce. We never got around to finalizing it, but we nearly had an additional sponsor for the live stream of the election. That's right. And it's a hot sauce company. The mashup, the rooster hot sauce. I don't know the Tuesday mashup. Man, I this is brilliant. Anyways. We'll pin that, uh, pin that, and we'll get back to it. Because, uh, anyways, Sriracha, uh, back to it. They supply restaurants, grocery stores, and other food retailers throughout the country that has been struggling to keep up with demand through droughts. Uh, while droughts in Mexico kill off essential pepper crops, uh, it's that you can reckon people. The story goes on to talk about the bottles, but the recognizable green top bottle with a uh, colloquially, colloquially, can't even say that word. Colloquially. Is that how you say it? Referred to as rooster sauce in reference to the brand's rooster logo are being listed and sold for around 30 plus shipping, which includes Haifong's 9, 17, and 20 ounce bottles. All time, all the, At the time of the publication, some sponsored sellers on eBay uh, had people paying as high as $27 to 50 or to $72 for a bottle because there's a shortage right now in hot sauce. And I'll say this, Sriracha hot sauce is top freaking notch. Well, it's it's not as good as as the other one, but we'll see um, if we can come up with something for that. But the best was um, they they had at the bottom where they were talking about how much they were paying for like the, the packets, like the ketchup packets, but with hot sauce, and it was something like ten bucks each or something ridiculous like that. Would you I pay can't 10, like it was would just. You pay, would, do you like hot sauce that much to pay ten dollars for a packet of hot sauce? Not that hot sauce. Yeah, I I don't know any hot sauce. Uh, we'll see how bad inflation gets, Sean. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, what's what's a, a meal without a lot of hot sauce? I I, don't know. I had just because I've been traveling so much, and then you just kind of like realize that you needed a stick of deodorant when you get wherever you're going, and you buy one, and and I ended up with this giant stockpile where I didn't have to buy deodorant for like a year, and then I finally got you know, down to like my last stick. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to get some more deodorant. And then I was looking at this one that I thought was like a premium brand. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to pay seven bucks for a stick of deodorant. And then I was there with Mrs. Twos and she's like, it doesn't matter which one you buy. You're paying $7 or you're not wearing deodorant. They're all $7 now. Deodorant hot sauce. Oh man. And so I'm just saying the prices are going up on everything. The prices are going up on everything. Fair enough. We heard uh, second carbon tax July 1st, and, uh, you know, uh, Chris Sims breaks it down pretty heavily. It's a fine dose of reality if you ever need it. And uh, you're right. Things are going up, and they're going to continue to go up. So we'll see where a packet of hot sauce gets us. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a steal of a deal in a year or two. 
the uh, third iteration of the Twitter files here on the mashup, mm-hmm. and uh, which means a new mashup song. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Did you... Sorry, how much of that movie is actually in this clip? Like, does it just keep going and going and going? I mean, I'm quite taken with the idea, but I, I feel like you could have. I don't know. It's Liam Neeson's. Yeah, I could have. I could have left him for five minutes, and people would have been like, "Liam Neeson's." Talk about Liam Neeson's. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was a nice fit for uh, "Sound of Freedom." It releases Tuesday, July fourth, and it's all across different theaters. So it's in Lloydminster. Um, it's uh, well here. What's your what's your uh, what's your uh, postal code, Tuz? Ooh. Oh yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay, here I'll show. I'll show Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I'm not worried about it. So, anyways, you can go to angel.com/backslash/freedom. It brings you up, and then it shows what free uh, what theater in your area has it. So it says it's playing tonight, even 9 p.m. Uh, and then every day 3:15 and 9 here in Lloyd but only for a couple days, right? So it's, it's not this long stretch. So uh, people need to go support it. Of course, it's the, the story of Tim Ballard. It's Jim Caviezel's new movie. I, um, well, like I say, I just listened to Jordan Peterson and uh, he had Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel on. Exceptional yeah. podcast. And uh, I just think people need to go watch this, support this, and open up more of the conversation on, on uh, child trafficking. Like, I mean, it's... I don't know. It hurts my brain. As a parent, you're a parent. I sit here and I go, human trafficking is among the world's fastest growing criminal enterprises and is estimated to be $150 billion a year global industry. That's not, now that's a globe, but I have had Paul Brandt talk about it. He's got not in my city and he talks about how it's happening here in Canada as well. And you go, okay, so let's just, you know, the only way this gets to exist is if we don't educate ourselves. So you know, educate yourself, well, see what the movie has to offer and, and do a little deep dive. And maybe there's some things we can do around our areas to make sure it doesn't enter here. That's pretty fair. Um, Zane's chiming in saying Calgary Landmark Theaters have a dozen shows this week. There you go. There you go. So, I mean, to me, if people uh, haven't uh, looked up Sound of Freedom and what it's about, I would suggest you... Um, you uh, watch the trailer. It's all over the place. If you want to go down a little bit of a further deep dive, just YouTube it or go to Twitter. Because if you type in Sound of Freedom, you're going to get a ton of interviews with uh, Jim Caviezel, Tim Ballard. And like what they're talking about is disturbing, disturbing stuff. I just think it's important yeah. that people know uh, to go and support it because, I mean, obviously for our theater here and other theaters to take a chance on bringing it in, I think it's important to show what uh, what people think of that, you know, and uh, supporting it is, is really big. We've had a couple different shows in the May Cinema here in Lloyd, too, that I've been really impressed by that they've brought in. And maybe I'd never paid attention before, and maybe they've been doing it for a very long time. I'm sure they have, but I thought it was super cool. 
uh, to see that they, they, they're bringing in. I assume it'll be in here for longer than a couple days mm-hmm. because it'll get supported and, and everything else. And, you know, the best thing, well, maybe not the best thing about it, but, I mean, the best thing you can really do is kind of just throw a little bit of support behind something like this. Like, this is a guy who I'm very sure has suffered professionally for taking a personal stance on things like this. I would agree. I would agree. Okay. Well, I, we, we we go from child trafficking. Let's Let's end on a little happy news, shall we? Uh, Dundurn gets her done, and yep. I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring up here. <laughs> this is this is awesome. Okay, from the worst of humanity, probably to the best of humanity. Uh, on Canada Day, communities across the country celebrated with flags, parades, music, and fireworks. But the town of Dundurn, Saskatchewan, had a different idea to spend Canada breaking the world record for the biggest gathering of people dressed. In inflatable dinosaur costumes, <laughs> the idea came about when Gray or Gary Grady, who owns Big Murr's Tavern in town, saw a social media post about the previous inflatable dino world record—a gathering of 380 people in Oregon. Oh, in they blew it away! They blew it away, and uh, he thought, "Well, we could do that." So he, he set out to break the record on Saturday afternoon as hordes of dinosaurs descended on the town. He knew his idea had paid off. The first dinosaurs arrived in the early early in the afternoon, finding their way to Dundurn from all over Saskatchewan and beyond, including some from the United States, others from as far away as the UK. And uh, they just kept on going. Those going must have been pterodactyls. Because <laughs> I assume they flew over. I think it was 1100 and change is what the 1163 um, was this tweet. But yeah, how cool is this? I mean, and bonus now there's more to see in Dundurn other than just the giant pile of garbage. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's not one. Blackstrap blackstrap. That's, that's where blackstrap is, Sean. There's, there's uh there you go. So look at all the, di- like my, my youngest would have loved this too. Like, look at all the freaking dinosaurs. I would have loved this. How the heck did we miss this? Like we should have had the Tuesday mashup strutting around in dinosaur suits, you know? Okay. We really got to pick what? up our game here. Hot sauce. Well, I didn't dino know about suits. it until after the fact. Okay. <sighs> well, I don't, so, you know, fair so enough. how about this? All right. We could just throw it out there. If you're doing some kind of a community event like this, <laughs> Some kind of cool thing, like where you're just trying to set a world record for the most dinosaurs, or you've got a bond spiel going on on the weekend, or some random thing like that. Hot sauce competition. We'll give you a, we'll give you a quick shout out, right? I agree. I, I 100% agree because I'm like, this should have been, like, I just, I at least we could have supported it on the mashup, you know? We could have been dressed up as dinosaurs or something. Like, I, I, I feel like there was a way. And my kids would have loved it and uh, everything else. I mean, my youngest literally for about... You know, he's what is he up? He's up for at least twelve hours of the day. For eleven yep. of those, he's he's literally roaring like Talking a about dinosaurs. Rec- Rex. Yes, that's all he does yep. all day long. It's just like and, what's that sound? Well, he's imitating a dinosaur. I think that's that's what he does. He's three. Just know. imagine how pissed off every single person in East End is right now. You get. Yeah. I got to go back. I got to go back here. Here's Zane. I first heard of Tim Ballard on Glenn Beck's show five years ago. Awesome man. Scary backstory. All by all means. And then uh, he also said only us green bloods could pull off a win with that many dinos. Is he from Saskatchewan too? 
He's well. He's living in Calgary. I don't know, Zane. Are you are you are you a Saskatchewan boy by by roots? Because that would be funny. Because it seems like this show is followed by uh, uh, a lot of people in Alberta from Saskatchewan. Correct. And then Brianna Rhodes said, "I remember school field trips to Blackstrap," and she's laughing. So there you go. North oh, Battleford. And look at look at this. <laughs> North Battleford for Zane. Okay. Hey. All right. Well, just just please don't stab us. <laughs> Oh, no fun. Dude, I, I, I grew up, I, I grew up right around the corner from North Battleford. So it's, it's, I can get away with it. Oh, his two's outing himself a little bit here, folks. Eh? There's a lot of communities right around the corner from North Battleford. So it's yeah, true. it's true. And, um, you know, shout out to the, the, the North Battleford stars. They, uh, uh, lost in the finals junior A of the, yep. what is it now called? It's not the Royal Bank cup. It's the, what is it called? It's folks Centennial cup. Not Centennial. God, I don't know. Anyways, he's a 20-year transplant, as Zane says. We're having a little fun with the, today's sponsor. He's, he's glued right in. I like it. Anyways, yeah, that's that's that's, that's the mashup for this week, episode 62. Uh, we went from the worst of humanity to the best in Dundurn, Saskatchewan. I think that's pretty cool. Um, we do have this, too, to throw out to all the listeners. We had we had Sober October coming with a, with a coffee sponsor, and they had to pull out. And so um, October is open for... Uh, a sponsor. I think that is four yep. episodes. I think in, in October. I would like to stick with the theme of sober October. So, hey, um, two I mean, is their t- own, I guess. Yeah, as he as he sips a, a lager or something. But I'd I'd like to push him, folks. I'd like to push him. Anyways, October is open. We're looking for a sponsor there, so we'd love to have you aboard. Either way, episode sixty two, and uh, I don't know about you uh, over there, twos, but here, like the storm clouds are just flying in like crazy. It's just super overcast. Oh, and he never got back to me on what. And George, he's saying, "Hey, George, we're looking for a sponsor for October. Would you like me to send you his prices?" I tell you what, this is interesting. Oh, because George, I'll, okay, I tell well, you that's what, perfect. I'll send you, I'll send you the price list, George. I tell you what, how's that? Anyways, there you go. That's how quickly it happens, I guess. Here, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So October's <laughs> book, George is already in. <laughs> Anyways. Um, that'll do it for episode 62. George, let us know if you want to rant or not. <laughs> Please no rant. Actually, I think he's going to say change the, the song. George isn't a fan of the opening oh, song. Oh, yeah, that's right. George, George doesn't like the song. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this could be an interesting October. It could be different song October. That could be... uh. Oh. No music. <laughs> what did we just sign up for? What did we just sign up for, Sean? <laughs> What did you get us into? Oh, this should be fun. George, we look forward to Sober October, and what that means is no laughter at all. Just no music, no rants, just just straight into it. It's going to be very sober. Today in the news, things happened. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. 62. We'll catch you next week. I believe we are going to be doing it a day early, folks. So I know know it's going to screw up a ton of people. But uh, Sean is on the road, and we're going to make sure that a, that a, a Tuesday mashup happens. So me and Twos are going to funk sway the schedules a little bit. So I want to forewarn everybody of this because there will be pissed off people that it won't be live streaming Monday at 9, and I know exactly how people get. He's saying yes to rants, and <laughs> Gail is saying thanks again, guys. Yes to all of you. 62, we'll get out of here. And we'll catch up with you by the time a couple weeks rolls around. Sean's in the States. 
and I'm going to be having a little bit of fun. So either way, we'll catch up in a week. Sounds good. Thanks, man.